Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing, and y'all, we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, the psalmist says. Let us exalt his name together. Why? For God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Listen, you know what we need you to do? Go ahead right now and start sharing it, liking it, sending it to your friends, your neighbors. Let them know that K Chapel Bible study is in session, and we are getting into the study and how to study God's word. We're continuing uh, in our series of, of the scripture, uh, learning how to read scripture, learning how to read the Bible. And this night promises to be an exciting night. So go ahead and share it right now. However you're watching, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, I don't know how you're connecting with us uh, because we got all kinds of platforms going on right now. So why don't you let us know where you are, how you're connecting, and we pray that uh, this is a great, uh, great opportunity for you to not only get further into your study of God's word, but also uh, to invite others to do the same. Listen, we are uh, continuing in our 28 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, I pray that you are also receiving your text messages each and every morning, uh, whereby you're able to connect with our Right Now Media videos that are coming to you each and every day. Um, I, I pray also that you are following along in your devotionals. Uh, it's, it's, it, I promise from here, it gets better and better each and every day. So you all hang in there with us, stay with us. Uh, somebody came up to me Sunday and said, Reverend, this is exactly what I've been praying for, exactly what I've been needing. I wanted uh, to know how to study my Bible, how to read the Bible. And so I thank God that this is a prayer answered. I believe not only for that individual, but for many of you as well. Why don't we go ahead and see who we got in the room on tonight as you continue to share that with your neighbors and your friends, because it's going to be a good night. Who do we have? Dorothy Jones. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Jones. We bless God for you, Rosalind Coleman. Good evening to you, Sister Coleman. Amen. Daryl Bernard. God bless you, Brother Bernard. Good to see you, my brother. Uh, Audrey Samuels. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Samuels. We thank God for you. Clara Roberts is in the house. Good evening to you. Nancy Roselle. Amen. Good evening to you. Barbara Hurd. Amen. God bless you. Good evening to you, Sister Catchings. We thank God for you, Sister McGee, Pat McGee. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister McGee. Tawana Geddes. God bless you. From Dallas, Texas. Amen. Good to see you all the way from Dallas. Amen. Eugene Giles. God bless you. Good to see you. God bless you. Laura, Laura Brown is with us from Austin, Texas. Texas is in the house tonight. God bless you, Dallas and Austin. Amen. Good to see you, Linda Carter. God bless you. Thank God for you on tonight as well. Polly Williams. Amen. Good evening to you, Zach Williams. Amen. Mother Curry is with us this evening. God bless you. So good to see each of you. We thank God for all of you. We praise God for each of you. Listen, if you were in church on Sunday, did the Lord bless here or what? Amen. Did the Lord bless us on Sunday or what? I mean, the men were singing in under the power of, of God's uh, precious Holy Ghost. And, and what a time we had. Uh, the, the, the music was just wonderful. The, the, the spirit was moving high. And thank God that the Lord let the preacher preach a little bit. Amen. But what a great, what a great service it was. My soul has just been blessed. I don't know about you, but my soul has been blessed. I thank God for all of you. Linda Butler, God bless you. Good to see you, Bonnie Harris. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Listen, go ahead and um, get your Bibles ready. Get your Bibles ready because uh, I, I want to do a few things with you on tonight. So get your Bibles ready and maybe go ahead and get your 
journals ready because I want to give you some tonight. I want to do something. I want to give you some some uh, tips and some tools um, to help you help you in your Bible study time. Okay, we're doing tips and tools tonight uh, to help you with your Bible study. So go ahead and get your uh, your pencils, your pens, your journals. Uh, write these notes down. Uh, we'll we'll also make this available to you in the uh, in the chat uh, as well as in the uh, right now media uh, notes that come to you each and every morning. Those will be available as well. But it's not there's nothing like writing it down. Write it down for yourself, um, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Amen. Listen, why don't we go ahead and pray, and we will get into Cordell Fields. God bless you. Good to see you, Reverend Fields. Amen. God bless you. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm still looking at the timeline. People are coming in. God bless you. Let's pray, y'all. Father in heaven, we bless you. We thank you for tonight. We thank you that you are a mighty, mighty good God. God, um, we invite your presence and invoke your power, the power of your Holy Spirit into this this time of study. God, we thank you for your word for your word being everlasting, a word that we can depend on, a word we can stand on, a word we can live by. Lord, we bless you that your word is true, your word is powerful, and your word is alive, alive and active. Thank you for your living word. Thank you, God, that it's a word that we don't just read, but it's a word that we can apply. It's not just a word that we study, but it's a word that becomes flesh. God, we thank you that it's a word that's not unattainable, but we can touch it. And in reaching out and touching it, you reach out and touch us. So we thank you, Lord. God, now we pray your blessings upon this study, that it will be fruitful that it will be eye-opening, that it will be inspiring, that in and through all the, this, you will be glorified. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So let's jump into our study for tonight. I don't know if we have any readers, anybody who, who who's just naturally a reader. Um, if you if you read novels or if you're you're a reader of 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 short stories or anything like that, I, I most of you already know I was an English major um, at Tougaloo and the University of Illinois, um, and so we did a lot of reading naturally as as English majors. Um, anybody on here just just love books, um, whether you're reading them now by uh, Kindle or ebooks or however you're reading or if you still have real books right uh one of the books that uh because i was an african-american uh literature um uh major and so uh this was one of the books actually i just pulled it off my bookshelf um because i want to make a point about something that um you know just about books in general books in general whether you're reading something like a novel, Beloved, or you're reading something like The New Jim Crow, right? It's not a novel. It's just good reading that will <laughs> enlighten you, right? Let you know what's happening in the world and how 
uh, how we need to think about the world. But whatever you're reading, most books are written in, in a linear fashion, right? There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an ending. Now, some books like, <laughs> like Toni Morrison, Beloved, and, and other novels, uh, particularly Morrison and, and some other uh, writers, um, within their writing style, they, there may be some foreshadowing. There may be some flashbacks, right? Uh, that take you to previous time or, 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 or take you to uh, some future times. But for the most part, for the most part, books are written in a linear fashion. Right, you you start, you keep going, and you end, and you get to a nice resolution at the end. Right, A B C D E F G till Z. Right, that's that's how we read. That's how we understand. Um, the Bible is different. The Bible is different, y'all. Because that linear way of thinking about reading is not necessarily what you'll find in the Bible. And there's a, there's a great reason for it. There's a great explanation for it. Because remember, I told you already, books like these have one author, right? But this book, five forty-four. So. When you have one author, you can control the narrative completely. It's at your disposal, right? But when you have 44 authors who are writing one book, it's not necessarily all in a linear fashion, right? It's not all just one story that you can read from beginning to end and, and, and yeah, just so, and that, from what from from all of my conversations with people uh, over the years, one of the things that, that people have said about reading the Bible, what makes it so complicated for them, is that it jumps around, and and they may be reading, you know, uh, the the story of 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 the the Hebrew people uh, in Egypt, uh, but then but then. Uh, you know, later on, you'll you'll start reading maybe in in um, the first or the second Kings, um, and 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 you're trying to figure out. Wait a minute, did this happen then, or when did this? Or Jeremiah is talking now in in his sermons, uh, but this is later on in the Old Testament. Why did this come way over here? But I thought we were talking about the exile back here. And so it, it, it causes some, if you don't understand how the Bible is organized, then it can create some confusion and it can create some frustration when you're trying to study it because you're trying to figure out where are we in the story, right? So tonight I want to help you I want to help you understand this book, how it is organized, okay? I want to help you understand this book, how it's organized, 
And our topic tonight is getting to know your Bible. Now, I know a lot of you have already purchased uh, your study Bibles, and I'm, I'm glad that you did. And I know a lot of you are already saying, well, Reverend, when are we going to get to reading the Bible? Listen, we're going to get to it. I promise you, we're going to get to reading the Bible. Here's what I need you to do, though. I need you to be patient and walk with me through understanding how to read the Bible. Because if we don't understand how to read the Bible, and if we don't understand what we're reading, then we're going to be doing the same thing and sometimes making the same mistakes, right? I want, I want to give you new tools, new tips, new techniques on how to read it so that as you read it, you don't fall into the same traps and maybe fall into the same problems of, well, this is why I don't read the Bible, because it doesn't make sense to me. Or you get frustrated with it and you put it down, right? So I want us to get to know the Bible before we start reading the Bible. Does that make sense to anybody? I hope you're hearing me. I want to get to know the Bible before we start actually reading the Bible, okay? So tonight, let's get to know the Bible. Can we, we're going to start with our PowerPoint tonight. And uh, this is a new feature for me, y'all. So um, I don't think we've ever had a PowerPoint in, in, in uh, StreamYard in our Bible study. So y'all pray with us. <laughs> Hope it goes well. If it doesn't, then we'll tweak it as we go. How about that? All right. So getting to know your Bible. Um, you already know. Right. The Bible is composed of Old Testament, New Testament. We've talked about that already. We talked about the fact that um, written of 40, 40 uh, authors, authors um, over the span of, of fifteen hundred years, written about thirty four hundred years ago, uh, over the span of about fifteen hundred years. Um, I want to give you. A, OK, quick. Let's make it fun. Quick, quick tip. A quick tip that you can always use um, that will help you right now. And you will look real smart in front of your friends. Um, uh, so how many books are there in the Bible? Right? That's the question I'm asking. And you might already know. Okay, 66 books in the Bible. How many books are in the New Testament? How many books are in the Old Testament? Now, some of you probably already know that. But, for, but if you don't, if you don't, I'm about to show you right now. Real easy way to remember how many books are in the Old Testament, how many books are in the New Testament. Here we go. Old Testament. OLD, three. We're just going to count out the numbers right now. Three letters here, OLD. How many letters are in Testament? T-E-S-T-A-M-E-N-T. -E -E nine. Three, nine. Guess what? There are 39 books in the Old Testament. I'm just I'm just just giving you some free free little tips tonight. 39 books in the Old Testament. All right. How many books are in the New Testament? Well, guess what? You got the same number of letters. 3 and 9, right? So instead of just saying 39, how about we say 3 times 9 because some would say well the New Testament is twice as good as the Old Testament. You say 3 times 9, what do you have? 27. So you got 39 books in the Old Testament. You got 27 books in the New Testament. Somebody's going to remember that. You're going to sound like a genius, right? You, you'll never have to, you never have to wonder again. 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. Add them together. How many books do you have? 
66. You got it. All right. All right. Here we go. So let's look at how those how those um, 39 books in the Old Testament are organized. Some of this we've already looked at, but we want to review it and go back over it. Okay. You got historic books, poetic books, and prophetic books. Historic books, 17. Poetic books, 5. Prophetic books, 17. That gives you your 39. That's, that should add up to 39. Okay. Am I right on that? Yeah, I'm right on that. <laughs> 24 and 5. Yeah, there we go. All right, 39. So you got 17, 17, and 5. Organized in history, in poetry, and in prophecy. Those are your main three categories in your Old Testament. History, poetry, prophecy. And we're going to give some, some subcategories and how to think about those historic books. Your historic books, five of which are written by Moses. We call them the books of the law or the books of Moses. They're also referred to as the Pentateuch. Penta, pent mean, meaning five, Pentateuch, law. And so Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, those make up the Pentateuch. If you're looking for that, particularly in your uh, Jeremiah study Bible, you're going to see that in the first few pages. Um, you're going to see, at least in mine, um, you're going to see the Old Testament and the New Testament um, illustrated, okay? At least it is in mine. It may, yours may be a little bit different. So you've got the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Books of the law, books of falling under uh, your books of history. All right. Books of historical narrative. Again, these are still history. This is still history. This is the history of, of Israel. The history of God's dealings with Israel. Okay. After the Pentateuch, the books of the law, the books of Moses. After Moses dies, remember, he dies, and then who takes over? Joshua, right? Joshua becomes the leader. And you have these this historical narrative that tells the story of Israel. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st uh, and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. Okay? That's the historical narrative. God's dealings with the children of Israel, with the Hebrew people. So those are your 17, your first 17. It's history. Your first 17, history. Your next five, and and some, some will actually add um, lamentations to this. Uh, it just, just sort of depends. Um, I kind of the chart I'm going to use later in this study actually use it actually has limitations included in the poetic books. And there's reason for that. Um, but I tend to classify them still in 
in the books of, of, of prophecy because they're written by Jeremiah, okay? And Jeremiah was a major prophet. So, but we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But poetry, uh, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. Again, these are books of poetry. And we talked about this on Sunday, right? Uh, that the Psalms uh, is 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 Hebrew poetry. And if you remember, I, I'm, I'm going to see how long it takes for somebody to tell me what was one of the major features of Hebrew poetry that we talked about in Sunday sermon. Uh, first person who writes it gets um, a five uh, a gold star. How about that? <laughs> uh, but one of the major features of Hebrew poetry. You remember what it what it is go ahead and tell me in the chat line but these are books of po these are poetic books right uh they are songs uh they're their book ah i see it ta can we get it jenna tally put it in jenna tally got the answer she said parallelism jenna tally you got the gold star for tonight all right <laughs> parallelism yeah uh and remember we said parallelism is uh, when the writer makes a statement and then the next statement, the next phrase is really a parallel thought to that prior phrase. He's just sort of drilling down on what he's already said and restating it, saying it in a different way. But it's it's making what's already been said a, a little more clear uh, or, 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 or um, um, bringing it to life, you might say. All right. Great, great, great gold star for genitalia. All right. Um, and so we've got uh, the books of poetry, Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, right? And then we've got the prophetic books, the books of prophecy. And you have two classifications of prophecy. You have the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And again, Lamentations, I, I classify with prophets just because it is it's written by jeremiah who is considered a major prophet uh, isaiah jeremiah lamentations ezekiel daniel and then you have the minor prophets minor prophets are not any less important right it's just that they have uh their writings are not as extensive as the writings of the major prophets right so it's about length not about um import it's about length length not about the importance or the significance of what uh what is being said so you've got hosea joel amos obadiah jonah micah nahum habakkuk zephaniah Haggai, zechariah and malachi right these are the minor prophets and those 12 and those five the five from before the major prophets and the 12 of the minor prophets gives you the 17 books of prophecy so if you go back you've got uh 17 because you've got five and 12 here five of the historic books of the pentateuch and 12 of your historical narrative five and 12 that's your 17. then you've got five poetic right in the middle and then you've got the five and the 12 again, five and 12 of your ma major and minor prophets, 17. So think of it as 17, five, 17. And that gives you, are you with me? 
think we got it right. Yeah, there we go. 17, 5, and 17. That gives you your books or how they are organized in the Old Testament. Y'all with me? Everybody with me? All right. All right. So here's where it gets good, y'all. Here's where it gets good. Because the problem or the, 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 the issue that so many of us face is that, again, the story is not linear, right? The story is not linear. So how do we think about this, this narrative of the Old Testament? And here we got it color-coded to kind of try and help that very thing. And remember I told you uh, the, the chart I was going to use is going to have limitations as a uh, po poetic book. Um, again, I ascribe to it as being a prophetic book because, again, it's written by Jeremiah. Okay. Um, but it, here it helps us look and see that 17, 5, and 17. All right. 17 in the pink, uh, books of history. Five in the in the green books of poetry, seventeen in the yellow books of prophecy. All right. Here is here here is what I want us to think about. What I want us to think about is what's happening in each of these colors. You might say, because if you understand that, if you when you pick up this Bible, if you understand what's happening in those colors, then it helps you to better read and to better get this sort of, okay, at least I know where I am in the story, right? Because since it's not linear, right? If you know where you are in the story, at least you know how to position yourself. And that's what we're about to get into. These pink, everything in the pink, this is what we want to call the stories. It's the history. His story. His story. Story. This is the story of the children of Israel. It's their stories. It's what happened. It's what happened. The first 17 books are just what happened. It's the stories, okay? It's them, it's them in Egypt as slaves. It's them crossing over the, over the Red Sea. It's them coming into the promised land. It's them crossing over the Jordan River. It's Joshua taking over as, it's the stories, right? It's, it's David becoming the first king. It's David slaying, uh, Goliath. It's the stories. His story. Are you with me? So the first 17 books are the stories of the children of Israel. Okay? The next five books of poetry are the songs, the poems, and the words of wisdom. It's, it's, so you got the stories on the front end of what happened. You've got 
their culture in the middle, right? Of how they how they worshiped, songs they sound, sung, lyrics they wrote, wisdom that they passed down to, to each other, how they thought uh, the, 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 the wisdom of Solomon and, and, and what he shared with his son, right? Um, so, so, so you got his, the stories on the front end, you've got the culture or the language or the literature in the middle, right? The songs, the poems, the wisdom. And then you have on the back end, the next 17 books are the sermons. They are the sermons that have been given to the prophets to preach to the people. Okay, so, so you've, got, you've got the stories, First 17 books are the, their stories. You got their poems and their songs and their wisdom in the middle. And then on the end, the back end, you've got the sermons that were preached by their prophets. Y'all got it? Are you seeing it? Now, stay with me because I'm about to blow your minds or I'm about to. Or at least I'm about to open them up, okay? Um, because again, this is just getting familiar with your Bible, just getting familiar with how how to read it, where stuff goes, where it came from. So the first 17 books of history, it's their stories, it's what happened. Next five, it's their their songs, their worship, their poems. The next 17, the sermons that came to the prophets, what God gave them to say to the people. That's roughly it. And that, that's the Old Testament. That's the Old Testament. That's it. History, songs, sermons. That's the Old Testament. Okay? Now, we're going to drill down a little bit more. Here we go. You ready? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Back to the chart. Because if you under, if you get, y'all, if you get this tonight, if you get this tonight, I'm done for the night. If you get this, I'm done, okay? And I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you meditate on these things. So in the pink, what if I told you that everything in the green and in the yellow fits in the pink, right? And the reason I want you to see that is because if you know where it fits, then you'll better understand its context. All right, so I'm gonna walk you through it. Here we go, here we go, you ready? The book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. I wish I could you could see my pointer, but you see that second book under the green, in the green, that second book under Job. The book of Psalms. The reason I, there's a reason I didn't start with Job. I'll get to it in a minute. The book of Psalms, most of the Psalms were written by who? Y'all know this. Come on, VBS, tell me. Who, who were the Psalms written by? 
or a lot of the Psalms, the bulk of the Psalms were written by, you get it? There you go. Linda Wilson. Gold star for Linda Wilson. David. That's right. David, the writer of many of the Psalms. Well, where would we find David? David comes in, if we're putting him in the in this pink, David comes in at 2 Samuel. The story of David is in 2 Samuel, right? And who all, uh, much, of, much of that is in 2 Samuel. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, written by anybody, anybody? Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, written by, written by, somebody's going to say it. Somebody's going to say it. I don't want to give it away. Everybody getting David. Yeah. Larry Bingham, Mandy White, David. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, written by who? Solomon. Who's got it? Man, listen, y'all, Linda Wilson's on that. Virgie Butler, Lorstein Johnson. God bless you. Solomon. Yes. All right. So. Um, hang on one second. Okay. All right. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. My, my screen went, <laughs> went blank for a second. Tried to bring it back up, y'all. Um, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. You'll find that in First Kings. That 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 belongs in the First Kings era of 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 King who Solomon, right? King Solomon. Um, guess what? Everything else from Isaiah to Malachi. Everything else from Isaiah to Malachi the major prophets and the minor prophets. Those sermons are in the context of 2 Kings through Esther. So from Isaiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, all of that, all of those sermons come in the context of 2 Kings through Esther. Why? Because God is giving this prophecy to these prophets to preach because what is Israel doing? Israel is going away from God. Israel is seeking its own and, 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 and needs to repent and and they get close to God and then they leave and then they get back to God and then they leave again. Right. And so all of these all of these major and minor prophets, their sermons are found in Second Kings through Esther. Job, we didn't start with because, y'all, Job, though it is a considered a, uh, a, a, a book of po a, a book of poetry, it is also. It is also thought to be the oldest book of, of the Old Testament, preceding even Genesis. So Job precedes 
um, um, uh, any of the books that are written in the Old Testament. Um, but it's classified as a book of wisdom. Because think about it. It's the story of suffering. It's the story of how to how to deal with unimaginable suffering and what's going on behind the scenes of suffering. It gives us insight and wisdom, right? For 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 good and evil in the world and and God's sovereignty, even in the place of suffering. It's a book of wisdom, right? And so y'all, that's that's really how the Old Testament is organized. It's 17 books of, of history, five books of, of poetry, 17 books of prophecy. David's Psalms, starting in 2 Samuel, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, 1 Kings, Isaiah through Malachi, 2 Kings through Esther. And that's, and when you start to understand that if I'm reading in 2 Kings, then I'm going to be reading some sermons from some of these prophets from over here, over this 17. Are you, are you following? If I'm reading from, if I'm reading in 2 Chronicles, I'm likely going to be reading some some of these sermons from, from a major or a minor prophet. Is it making sense? Somebody said, make it make sense. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> doing the best I can. All right. Um, so, so that, that y'all, if you get that, I believe you're reading of Old Testament scripture will come to life. And, and, and it will be less frustrating because you're not looking for this linear sort of, sort of book, but you understand that there are many books and, and there is organization to it. It just doesn't read like a novel. There's some, there's some pre, uh, pretext and then there's some, uh, some, some later text that tells you why uh, or what was being said during this time. And so I guess you might call it uh, foreshadowing and or forethought and 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 you know maybe 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 we could say it's some of that. But I rather like to say that if you stick with history, poetry, and sermon or let me say this again. The stories of the Israelites, the songs and the wisdom of the Israelites, and then the sermons of the Israelites. If you think of it like that, I really believe, I really believe that'll help you zero in better on what you're reading, where you're reading it and what's going on and making it make sense. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's what I wanted to share with you on tonight, y'all. Um, listen, 
continue, if you will. I pray that your fasting, your prayer, and your fasting time is going well. We haven't stressed a whole lot on the fasting yet um, because, you know, we try to let that be a an, an individual thing between you and, and God. Um, uh, but there will come a time when, when we will call for more of a congregational uh, participation. Uh, but for right now, uh, we, we put the fasting guide together for you to look through uh, and make sure that there's some activity, something that you are um, uh, crucifying the flesh of, whether you're participating in the Daniel fast uh, or, or fasting from social media for a while, whatever it is, uh, we want to make sure that you're doing that. Why? Because if you get your flesh in check, hello, somebody, if you get your flesh in check, uh, if you let your flesh know that you will not be ruled by the flesh, but by the spirit man, uh, you will have more success and more victories in your life. And I believe this. I believe your Bible study time will be even better. Why? Because your spirit man is getting stronger as your flesh gets weaker. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So listen, uh, continue to read with us. Continue to watch your videos. I pray that your videos are blessing you. Um, and 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 uh, I, I, as I said, when, when we started, it gets better from here. I, I promise you, every day gets better and better. There's going to be some great uh, revelations that happen uh, in this video series. So let's make sure let's make sure we keep um, we keep uh, keep up with our Bible study tips on what makes the scriptures so amazing. Amen. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you all on Sunday. Make sure you get here early because y'all seats are running out. Amen. So make you, make sure you get here early. Claim your seat. Amen. And uh, let's worship the Lord together. I believe God is going to continue to do some great things uh, here at 1000 West Ridgeway Street. If you can't come, make sure you tune in with us. Uh, you can even become a distant member if you're in a location. I saw we had Texas on the line tonight. So wherever you are, if you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for a good Bible-believing church, uh, a Bible-teaching uh, church, uh, you've just found home. So uh, no need of you waiting until Sunday to join us. You can do it right now, uh, even after this Bible study concludes. Go to our website for distant membership. Become a member of K Chapel right now tonight. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We love you, and we will see you on Sunday, Lord willing. Amen. Good night.